All right, welcome back to another episode of the Fan Connection Podcast. Today I'm joined by co-hosts Birdaman and Ponch. You can check them out on Twitch at Birdaman, uh, B-E-R-D-A-M-A-N, and Ponch underscore Y-Y-C, nailed it as always. And you can check my channel out, uh, SomeLazyGuy09. Uh, or you can look us up as the Fan Connection on all other platforms. We're on TikTok. Uh, at least now we're on TikTok. <laughs> we're on YouTube. We're on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. You can find us on all those platforms. Drop a like. Drop a follow. Show us some love. We, we greatly appreciate it. And feel free to join our Discord community. I'll post the link in the Twitch chat right now. So if you're watching after the fact, you'll be able to see it and join our Discord. We have a fun community. We like to talk hockey. We like to tease each other as well. Uh, obviously, my team came last this year, the Montreal Canadiens, so I, I was at the butt end of a lot of jokes this year, but it was it was a good time. It, it, it was all in good fun. No one's no one's trying to be hurtful or mean. Everyone's everyone's trying to have a good time, and, and we're all very respectful here. So anyway, without any further ado, let's get into today's topics. To start, we're going to be recapping the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. It was a good one. Some close battles, mm-hmm. a few blowouts here and there. Uh, I know a lot of people on the internet were saying they didn't like it, but uh, I'll start with you, Ponch. What did you think of the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs this year? I I was enjoying it, actually, because um, every team was in it. Even, like, even the Rangers, who gave up a 3-1 loss, or gave up, they were down 3-1 in the series. Yep. Battled back to grab it. Oh. Sorry, Shesterkin somehow both played terribly and amazing in the same series. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing, because goalies don't matter in the regular season. Because mm-hmm. that's fair. You had like it sucks that Soros didn't play for Nashville because I think they could have stolen one or two. And like around this time, goalies like goalies come out of nowhere. Like Ottinger out in Calgary. It was a really good game, but Calgary had 64 in the range of 64 shots on net. 62 to 28, on- I think. Like, yeah, it was ridiculous. And Andre gave up three goals on that. So, like, and uh, especially like last year where Carey Price just stole series left <laughs> and right. Poor Toronto. So, yeah. Sorry, Toronto fans. Um, yeah, no, it's unreal. Yeah, it's good. Do you guys want to uh, hop into the uh, the recap then? I, sorry, Bert, I kind of didn't really give you a chance to, to talk about how you thought of the playoffs. So no, if no, you no. chime in. Go ahead. No, uh, yeah, I just um, so kind of what you guys just said as well. Like, I mean, I I did enjoy it. So I'll, I will say this though: the first half of the first round, I was a little underwhelmed because I really okay. only enjoyed the Toronto and Tampa Bay series, but then. Progressively, it got a little bit better. We got a bunch of Game 7s, and it ended up being a really good first round, I think. Um, I think the beginning was a little weird because there's a lot of blowouts and stuff, but sure. the drama obviously heightened throughout the series for almost every single series, right? Um, being, again, we'll talk about it in the recap, but yeah, every every series that's something to talk about for sure. Yeah, I, I do agree with you on that. Like, like, at the beginning, I, I, I didn't really mind. Like, I, I still enjoyed the games. Like, I watched a lot of the recaps. I... I watched some of the games, but it was a blowout. I usually tuned out after a while, but I was still enjoying them. Like I was still enjoying the games. Good hockey. I found I find the playoff hockey is a little less, um, like puck oriented oriented than the regular season, which I don't enjoy as much. Like I, I like watching the players be creative with the puck, and I find in the playoffs you you lose that a little bit. 
you know, I mean, it makes sense, all mm-hmm. the nerves, but players mm-hmm. are getting away with murder out there. So <laughs> it takes away <laughs> a lot of creativity. Yeah. Uh, so it allows for more goon-like play and a bit, let's be honest, less entertaining hockey in that sense. But the the nerves and and just the emotion you can see on the players is what makes up for that lack of creativity. If if, if you understand what I'm trying to say, I, I'm not trying to like diss yeah. the NHL playoffs. I love, I think the NHL is some of the best playoffs uh, in all of sports. So I'm not uh, like I find it super entertaining for me at least. Like I love hockey. So yeah, that's just anyway. Anyway, let's just get into the recap. Uh, we'll start the Flames series here. Uh, Ponch, I'll let you go first. This is your team. They're your horse in the race here. The Flames win 4-3 to three in the series, the best of seven against the Dallas Stars. It was looking dangerous. It was looking scary, but they pull out the victory. Ponch, what's your biggest takeaway from this series, and and, and what was your biggest... Well, I guess, what, what did Dallas do that made it so hard for you guys to win the series? Um, well, we know it's a little... 23 year old guy named I don't know if he's little, but it's Ottinger. It was Ottinger. It was the Ottinger show. He's a top five goalie. I'm definitely looking to pick him up early next year in fantasy. But like um and granted though, they are still they they went to the cup two years ago, so they're not They're not a joke. They're not a bad team. Yeah, they just didn't perform very well, and I think they're not as good as that uh, bubble team. But you still have some solid pieces, Jamie Ben, and I know Tyler Sagan didn't play the greatest, but Jason Robertson is coming into his own. The hints Robert Pavelski line was unreal. Yeah, they, that that's one of the best lines in hockey, guarantee it. That's. I don't know. No, that, I'm telling you I right know, now, they're, they're one of the best lines in hockey. I'm telling you, at five on five, they can they can go up against almost any other line and be compet and be competitive. I'm not saying like they're, the, they're the best. They're by, by no means know, the best. I'm saying they're one of one of not I the know they're best. Good. I'm saying they're one of the best. I'm not saying they're the best. I'm just saying that they're they're easily a top ten line for me. I like mm-hmm. just their combination of players. The way they, I'm just that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I think they're they're a good line. But the problem with Dallas was they only had one line through, running through. Yeah. Um, Calgary came to play in it. Um, and I could see why. Like, yeah, I think Ottinger stole stole a couple games here and there. Flames were because the Flames were getting shots on net here, and it just took a rebound to to win the series. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, they made you. They made you work for it. They, there is no, there is no easy round against the Dallas Stars. Mm-hmm. Um, Berta, what, what was your takeaway from the series? I'm, I'm gonna disagree. I'm gonna. I <laughs> understand Calgary did. I know have a lot of shots in that, but it should not have taken them to overtime in Game Seven because Dallas was honestly so close to missing the playoffs. The West, we always talk about how not good, how they were not that good, and. I know you guys probably watched Dallas play this season and they were definitely like very underwhelming. And I, I, I can say that for watching so many Dallas games, just watching the Canucks play them, but just in general, um, I know they have some good goal scorers, but Jay, was it Robertson at 41 goals or who, yeah, who had 40 he was goals? a 40 goal there? scorer at least. Yeah, yeah. And it took him to like game six to score his first goal. 
and you somehow you were in game six without him even doing that i was i don't know i was a little underwhelmed by calgary Playoff I, feel like hockey. They, they, yeah. I feel like they played down to dallas's standards though like i feel like calgary is so uh versatile that they didn't have to do that but i feel like they did and mm-hmm. i actually am going to like spoiler alert i think they're going to do much better next round before like our playoff round two preview right but i feel like it should not have taken them seven games and overtime as well but i know andre played good which is crazy like Pontius said like yeah the, the season like you know it just um it, it matters but it also doesn't because you know anything can happen one goalie can go completely off in the playoffs like i wasn't super impressed with Andre during the season i know he had a decent season but like he definitely played above that standard in the playoffs right like yeah, he, he kept the minute he had a 914 right? this so, year Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is like, yeah, that's that's. I mean, that's. I mean, it is decent. It's around like where the average is, around nine, twelve. Yeah, like slightly above. Yeah, 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 just around there, which is good. But like, he definitely played above that standard in the playoffs, right? And that was a huge mm-hmm. reason why they went to seven games. I would say. So yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, good on him, and uh, we'll we'll. It's exciting to see next year in fantasy what's going to happen because so many guys are performing so well, and yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, playoffs obviously skew that number as well. So yeah, yeah. No, overall, good series, though. Yeah. Went to seven. Yeah, I'm going to agree. It was a good series. I'm also going to agree with Berta. I was very underwhelmed by the Calgary Flames, not going to lie to you. I came mm-hmm. into this podcast before the playoffs saying, this is a wagon. They're going to destroy the Stars. It should be easy. Yada, yada, yada. The Flames are so good. They're a wheel and deal offense. They can roll four lines. Mm. They're going to beat you in any way you want to play. List goes on and on. I'm like, Markstrom's one of the best goalies in the league. I, I, we gave him a super high overall in NHL 22. He led the league in shutouts. And then yeah. he almost, and Markstrom did play well too. You have to, Markstrom did play well too. The Flames gave up a lot of grade A scoring chances to that first line, mm-hmm. but Jacob Markstrom played played his butt off as well. Although he almost got outdueled and outgoalied by Jake Ottinger, who, as Berta said, yes, he was like a, I'd say he was above average this season. I think he was not a star, oh, he, but he wasn't a hindrance. Like he was, yeah. he was like a, he was just a solid starting goalie. Uh, but this playoff, man, every single mm-hmm. game. There's only one game where I think he allowed more than three goals, and that was like a three or four one loss. Yeah. And, and he was he, still above a 900 save percentage for a while. He was at a 1.01 goals against after the first three games. Jay mm-hmm. Gondrich played out of his mind. Uh, definitely, I've seen in chat. Um, Jay God says Otter deserved to win, as in Jake. Uh, Jake Ottinger yes, deserved to yes, win. Sir. Yes, sir. From Jay God, thank you, Jay God. Yes, uh, Candy is saying that Jay, uh, yes, Jay God, that Jake Ottinger is definitely underrated. Same thing from Spider Man from Naruto. We did give him an upgrade in NHL 22. I'll let you. I'll give you that hint right away. I was editing it today, uh, but I would. I will say that the only reason why Dallas was even in this series was because of Jake Ottinger. Like that, yes, yeah. I just said they have one of the best lines in hockey in the Pavelski Hints Robertson line. It's it's not arguable. Like they're one of the best lines in hockey. That's the only line on mm-hmm. Dallas that can score a freaking goal. So Calgary obviously shut that down, but then obviously all the goons got some goals in because it's playoffs. That's just how it works. It's always the third or fourth liners that get a lot of goals in the playoffs. It's it's just usually more of a team game, right? It's not usually yeah. your stars. Um so we obviously like they shut down the first line, as, as Berta was saying, which is the key to winning against Dallas. But then the problem is the Calgary Flames couldn't freaking score a goal on Jake Ottinger played out of his mind. So this series honestly should have ended in six, maybe even five. Um, but it went to seven because Jake Ottinger really, really, really wanted his team to win this win this series, well, man. 
I'm just gonna cut in for a second. I'm gonna read off his his percentages. Yeah, game so, by game. Game by game. Yeah. Um. So in the I'll go last five because that's what I have open. Sure. So a win against Calgary, nine fifty one. Lose against Calgary, nine forty three. Uh, lose against Calgary, nine thirty five. Uh, win against Calgary, 947, and last night was a 955. And <laughs> he shots. made 41, 53, 31, 38, and 67 saves. 57. So, 60, 67 last night. Wait, that's, no. How is that even possible? That'd be like 70 shots. Or, sorry, shots against... Shots against and saves are the same thing, right? Yeah. No, no. Yeah. What's the shots against? No. Shots against. That's what I was reading. The shots against. Okay. So anyway, so shots against were 41, 53, 31, 38, 67. Played out of so, his mind. Out of his mind. Ridiculous. And even like Markstrom. I know like... He was okay. Um, he had a like, he had a lot of shots too, not as many no, as Ottinger, well, but yeah. But he played really well too. Yep. Nine oh three, nine seventy one, nine fifty two, nine twenty three, nine twenty nine. And that nine seventy one that you read was a loss. One nothing loss. <laughs> it was a four one win. No, I thought it was a one nothing loss, wasn't it? Well, anyway, he had a one nothing loss in there at one point. But. Both these goalies just played so well. And I think that's that was why it was kind of it could have gone either way. And I think especially like moving on to Edmonton's like core, I think we're gonna see a whole we're either gonna see like a ten ten goal game or, or we're gonna zero. see nothing. Well, speaking of Edmonton, speak of the devil for you, Ponch, the other Alberta team. Uh let's talk about the Edmonton and the LA, so the Edmonton Oilers versus LA Kings series, and just to give you a quick recap, that also went seven games. Uh, I guess all stars off fast. I have to say, I'm impressed with LA, but disappointed with Edmonton. I hope that, I think that's fair because a lot of people were saying LA is not really a playoff team. I think I think Berta was saying that on the podcast too. I was saying they could make it just because their defense is. Pretty sound and quick was playing really well at the end of the year, um, but there there was no doubt they weren't what you would consider a playoff team. They didn't even have Drew Doughty in their lineup for like half the season, <laughs> the latter half of the mm-hmm. season, and the playoffs. They they played without Drew Doughty. The Edmonton Oilers went seven games against an LA Kings team without Drew Doughty. Just and factor in Victor Arvidsson not being there either. That's a top six forward. Yeah, Edmonton's yeah. healthy. Guys, that is a problem. That is a problem. That this should this is this should have been like a four game series. Connor McDavid should have skated around everybody, which he kind of did, but yeah, even more so. Dry I, I mean, I don't. I mean, Dry was playing through injury, but like Darnell Nurse, where did you go? <laughs> like, what happened? He, well, he's suspended. Well, no, game six he wasn't there, and they won, and then game seven they won, but. They won 2 nothing game 7, but he wasn't there game 6, and they managed to win, which is impressive because he's their top defenseman. 
But I, I, I felt like McDavid really, really had to carry the team. Uh, him and Evander Kane really carried the team. Evander Kane mm-hmm. put up crazy numbers, which was really impressive. I think a lot of people saw it from him, but not, not at like a goal per game pace. No one saw that coming. Uh, so all I have to say is I'm just disappointed in Edmonton. Like guys, this was a decapitated Kings team that you should have just ran over. Like Quick didn't even play. Like Quick played well, but he didn't play God like Quick that he did a few not years really. ago. He like he, he like played, an eight something, didn't he? Like through he, the whole I series. I mean, you have to remember he was against Edmonton, but like yeah, like yeah, he, yeah. He, he was fine. Like Quick wasn't was a fine. liability, but he wasn't he wasn't God Quick that. That helped. Uh, that almost beat Vegas that one year, where LA was terrible, but Quick was just insane, and they almost beat Vegas. I just, I just, I'm just left disappointed, like underwhelmed with the way Edmonton played. I think they really got it together. Game six and seven it was a big wake up call for them when LA was up three to two, and then that's when you saw them play better. They shut out LA in game seven and really outplayed them in game six. I found. So maybe we'll see a better Edmonton going into Calgary, but now Drysaddle was. He looked clearly injured. He could barely skate at the end of that series. So they got a, a banged up dry sidle. They got Mike Smith and Koskin in the net. Smith was looking all right. He ends with a shutout at least, so he's carrying some momentum in the next series. But guys, what do you what do you take from this series? Are you disappointed with yeah. Edmonton? Impressed with LA? Neither? What do, what do you guys think? <laughs> yeah, so I mean Spidey said it like the best in my opinion from Chat. He was saying mid versus mid to see who's the middest. <laughs> and I was literally I literally fully agree because even before this like before, when the season's still going on, I'm just like that's why I was so frustrated that we had the Canucks had such a bad start because it was so hard to catch up. And I know that these teams are not good. Like like Edmonton and LA, I picked LA in seven solely based on the fact that Edmonton is just mid and also LA is just as mid, but like they have Dano, so maybe Dano will shut it down. But like, give props to McDavid though, because he actually tore it up to another level. Like, this is probably the best I've seen him play, especially game seven. He was so physical and so dominant, like every single shift. And uh, I mean, just it's just kind of like a wake up call too, as to why he really is like the best. I really see him as the best player in the league, and I don't really see a debate. Like, I think he's just like so amazing in everything he does, and. Uh, yeah, game seven, he put the team on his back. He did the whole series. I think he had multi-points in every single game, except for game five, maybe. But yeah, every every game was a multi-point game for him. And that's very... Um, I remember seeing a stat by Sportsnet. It was like, that doesn't happen. Like It was very like rare that this happens by a player that goes like seven games or whatever. Anyway, so, but that being said, though, like yeah, the rest of the team was pretty underwhelmed. If Kane played good, but... Yeah, him I and mean, Kane were really good. Yeah, uh, but I mean, yeah, it was... Tough. Like you said, they, they didn't have Arvinson. Arvinson had 30 goals, 30 plus goals this year for LA. It's a huge blow. Dowdy's their number one defenseman. They didn't have him. Huge blow. And uh, Quick, Quick is obviously older, past his prime. Yeah, like, I mean, like he's fine as he did play fine in the series, but he's not Quick of old that we know. So, I mean, they should have yeah. definitely won this easily. But And just to yeah. add to that, a, a, not just Drew Dowdy, a resurgent mm. Drew Dowdy. He was nearly a point per game mm. before going down. Mm-hmm. So that, yeah. Uh, Ponch, what did you think yeah. of the series, real quick? And then we'll move on to the next one because I want to try to fly through these. <clears throat> yeah. Um, in a few short words, Edmonton bad. <laughs> nice. Um. <laughs> yeah. I've seen people I, in chat like, saying Vancouver would have beat Edmonton in the first round. I think so too. Um, like, congrats, you beat 
you took an AHL team to game seven. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I know, like, I guess Calgary needs to step it up, but, like, like come on now. Calgary, their defense is on lock. I know their defenseman isn't, like, that much better, but they're they're so much better than the Kings that oh, yeah. if you if you're going to play like that against um the Habs would have beat Edmonton. I saw that from Air Snags. Habs would have beat You know what? A healthy Habs team of the Ed Weber maybe, but no. Mm-hmm. Price was even but, I'm sorry, dude. No. Gotta, <laughs> maybe last year's Habs. Mhm. You got to step it up though because Calgary I I know they took Dallas to 7. But that's because Ottinger more or less kept the minute. And Mike Smith is not Jake Ottinger. And it's not Jacob Markstrom. And McDavid and Dreisaitl can only go so far. Yeah. Yeah, no, like like Edmonton does have a flawed system where they're built around two players. One thing I will give them credit for, and I think we, we didn't give them enough credit for adding depth to their forward court... I don't know what the hell happened to Nugent Hopkins, by the way. He, this guy is literally only a power play guy. I don't know what else happened to him. Um, Remember the stat I sent you in the season? We were yeah. like looking at like where he ranks. Yeah. Like, I didn't even... And then now you definitely see it, right? Like You look at his points this series. All power yeah. play. I looked at his... Uh, I looked on Jay Fresh's player cards, and RNH is not good. Like, all yeah. he has is like 90%. I don't know what the power play percentage was, but some insane power play. He's not even a two-way forward anymore. Like, I know EA had him as a two-way forward for a long time, and everyone thought he was a good two-way center. This guy is literally just put him in the offensive zone, let him play on the power play with McDavid and Drysaddle. He plays with them well. Mm-hmm. Everything else, just don't use him. That's that's all I'm getting from, from Nugent Hopkins at this point. Uh, but other than him, like, Hyman was a good add. He played well this playoffs. He add, added yeah. something they desperately needed. Honestly, I love Warren Fogle down there. Paul Yarby stepped up. Evander Kane is just... Cody CC was insane this year and in the playoffs. Um, Evander Kane is literally built for this, built for this type of hockey. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. to, to Ken Holland's credit, he did find good, uh, I guess, middle forward pieces. I mean, Evander Kane is still a top six forward on a team. Even, oh, for sure. Even a top liner on a lot of teams. Um, Easily, yeah. Yeah, the he's way he's been elite. playing. He's, he's elite. Just, yeah. He's um, just not elite at the casinos. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Hey, thank you for the fish on me, Carter. By the way, we appreciate that. I'll try to talk through it, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to talk through this. Um, anyway, all I'm trying to say is Ken Holland did a good job acquiring depth this year. I just wish he was good at that on the defense. and uh, Not defense, but on the uh, goaltending side. I wish they had yeah. someone better than Smith. That's all I wish. If Ken Holland just got a bit more creative with that, everything else he did fine. The defense is a little shaky, not going to lie to you, top end wise. Because uh, Barry is also a power play specialist. Uh, but, mm-hmm. he, you know, he did a decent job. Did a decent job this year. Uh, let's yeah. move on to the next series. This one ended super fast. We don't really need to spend a lot of time on it. National Predators swept by the Colorado Avalanche. Guys, what are your takeaways? Carter yeah, apologizes I, actually... for the fishy. It's all good, bro. <laughs> I appreciate the fishy. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I didn't see too much of the series. I just knew I was gonna go, and I watched the other games instead. Like even NBA was on as well, and I knew that was gonna be a sweep or at least five games, or most five games. I mean, but uh, I, I will say McCarr killed it. McKinnon killed it as expected, and uh, it sucks that Soros didn't play. But even if Soros played, I think they still would have won with maybe like 
It would maybe would have won one game, I guess, or maybe two max. But yeah. yeah. Yes, yes, sir. I think yes, if, if there was a series that could have ended, yes, sir. Games or two yes, games sir. or even one <laughs> game, I would have picked this one. No offense to Nashville, yeah. you ran into the freaking avalanche, bro. Like that's not even fair. And I remember on the podcast, I was like, "Oh, I, I think Yoshi's gonna win the Norris," and mm-hmm. he still could just based on the way the voting works. Kel McCarr's still really young, yeah. And there's a lot of hockey writers out there that value Yoshi. What Yoshi brings more than McCarr is just. And it, is a, it is a seasonal word too, right? Yeah. Like, um, but yeah. everyone who said that Makar wasn't the number one for the Norris, I think he took that personally because this guy yeah. carried. I don't even know if you can say he carried because he's on such a good team they swept. But this guy is so good. Like He, he carries the play. Uh, he makes something out of nothing. He'll just skate the puck from his own end, go into the offensive zone, take a high stick, and then immediately snipe it on the same play or the next play after i don't even know guys like it's just yeah. unreal uh i guess it's a good way to segue quickly i see in chat jay god saying price is a finalist for the bill masterton honestly i think he if he doesn't win it he's probably gonna be second place because he battled back from not only uh i don't want to say drug abuse they just said drug use mm-hmm. so i'm not gonna say abuse i'm just gonna say use um as well as a really pretty bad uh, knee injury that's been nagging him for several years now, I think. So I wouldn't be surprised if he won it, won it just because of his name. I don't know about you guys, but I wouldn't be surprised if Price won mm-hmm. the Masterton. Yeah, you should win it. Next series? Yeah, let's move on. Uh, Blues versus Wild. Ponch, you didn't get to go on the last one, so we'll let you start. Blues versus Wild. What did you take away? Uh, Blues won 4-2. Um... Yeah, that's kind of where I thought was going to happen. It was either going to be Blues in four, Blues... Or, sorry, Blues in, in six, six, Blues in seven. Yeah. That was kind of... That was kind of where I saw them kind of winning the series. Um, yeah, like I said earlier in the season, like, the Blues are so good. Um, like, Tarasenko's been lighting it up. Uh, he was a great steal. I got him, like, late in my fantasy <laughs> draft. Because people are like, oh, he's not that good. He's washed up. I was like, no. He's, yeah, he's I good. I don't know who he thought torched, that. <laughs> he, to- <laughs> he torched the Sharks. And I took that personally. Um, no, well, like, Ryan O'Reilly, too. I think people were like, oh, he's he's all right, I guess. He's not who he was back. Um, Three years ago or four years ago? The cup year. Yeah. Now, yeah. let's talk about Jordan Bennington. Jordan Winnington, Jordan you mean? Bin- <laughs> Jordan nah, Bennington. Nah, props to him. He actually really showed up. I thought once he showed up, I think it was game five. Mm-hmm. I thought this was, I was over. Like, yep. I thought Wild were going to Yeah, I, thought, I honestly thought, yeah, it's over. Like, it's, he's going to sell. But he played really yeah. good. Yes, sir. Yeah. A little bit of a snap show, but 962, 938-933. Oh mm-hmm. man, are we getting playoff Bennington round two? Yet again. <laughs> Probably. I don't but see I, those I numbers just... staying up in the next series, but we'll get into that later. Yeah. And the David Perron hat trick? Ooh. <laughs> that's a that's a classic. Um, that's a classic. He scores in bunches. Yeah. Um, but aside from that though, like I think Minnesota there it's gonna be tough for you Minnesota fans coming up because You've got the buyout penalty of Sutter or Suter and it's, I think fifteen mil against the cap this year. 
Parise. Yeah, you're playing with you're playing with Ottawa Senators money right now, guys. Good luck. (laughs) Yeah, they're they're done. Like, (laughs) good luck, guys. You're looking at um, essentially the Wild are going to be Pittsburgh before Mario Lemieux uh bought them out of bankruptcy. Like, it's not good. Yeah, state of hockey. You're in the state of bankruptcy pretty soon. Um, Man, what a bamboozler, eh? Whichever GM pulled that shit off. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. You guys, you guys oh, want yeah. to, uh, before we move on to the next series, quickly, uh, yeah. what, what do you think was the difference maker in this series? Was it the decision to go to Talbot in Game 6 that cost the Wild? Or I think so. what was it? I think, I, okay, I think that... St. Louis. Well, I always said St. Louis is more deep than Minnesota, just because. Uh, I, I mean, I I know their defense wasn't as good, but um, one of my main things is like the goaltending might swing it either way, which I, I just didn't think it'd be Bennington to be the one that was like better. Yeah. And uh, that being said, though, like mostly a lot of people did show up for um, St. Louis, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, whereas for Minnesota, it really was just a couple of the guys, right? Like they they played good, like Zuccarello played good, Kreisa played good, but. Yeah, I, I thought they'd be give it a little bit more of a fight, but I mean, they tried their best. St. Louis is a good team at the end of the day, right? They they had over a hundred points this season, so I'm not too surprised that St. Louis won. I mean, it's tough when you rely on career years from, I mean, almost everybody Hartman. for the Wild. Yeah, like they had Freddie yeah. Goats, uh, not Freddie Goatsy, but uh, Frederick Goudreau, uh, Ryan, yeah. Hartman. Uh, Ryan Hartman. I mean, yeah. honestly, even Marcus Foligno too. He had a career year. Zuccarello had a crazy year. And it all yeah. stems from Kaprizov. And I think what the Blues really did well is you take away Kaprizov, you take away the Wilds' offense. And That's I, true, yeah. I, I, everything runs through him. Like, I think he's so underrated, Kaprizov. And I know he, a lot of people think he's amazing, but I still think he's underrated. Because, like, if you mm-hmm. look at the players he has on his on the depth chart for Minnesota before he got there, all these guys were, like, bottom six, or or most of them, at least. I mean, Boldy's coming up as an elite yeah. too, but... Uh, other than him, like he, a lot of these guys were lower level players, second line or below. Zuccarello was usually a second line player. Sometimes in his prime, maybe he was a first line guy, but for the most part, he's either a complimentary piece of the star player or he was a good second liner. Uh, but now you look when Caprizov comes in, all of a sudden you're telling me Ryan Hartman's a first line center. You're telling me Frederick Go- uh, Goudreau mm-hmm. is a second line center. Like uh, there's something off there, and uh, I think uh, I think the Blues really exposed that. Yeah, well said. Next series? Yeah, let's move on. So let's move on to the Tampa Bay Lightning versus the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, <laughs> this, I think, was the closest series in the first round. Yeah. I know you mm. can maybe see the Dallas and the Flames series as well. I'm going with this series, though. I think Toronto had one more goal throughout the entire series, and they had a couple more shots, but every stat was essentially dead even. Uh, I think it comes down to the Lightning have Vasilevsky and the Leafs have Jack Campbell. That is my opinion i think the leafs have uh a higher level of goaltending as their starting goalie i think they win i look at the goals that happen in 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 game seven those are saves you got to make like the nick paul first goal i think that was the the first one was i think the biggest rebound i think i've ever seen and not only (sighs) that he messes up his slide like so he goes so he gives up the rebound right and Mm -hmm. it's a it's a big rebound right to nick paul but it's slightly out of reach, so he has to reach for it before shooting. But you look at Jack Campbell when he goes to slide, he misses his slide. 
he can't get the push. He's he wasn't able to slide laterally. Maybe he was battling something in his groin. I don't know because he seemed to get mm-hmm. injured later in that same game. Uh, but I think if you have anybody, if you have a, a higher level goalie, like if you have someone even like ninety percent of Vasilevsky, I think he makes that save. And it's a zero zero game. It's not a one nothing mm-hmm. game for Tampa in a game where I thought Toronto came out playing well. Um, and then you look at the game at go ahead goal. It's just a random shot. Like I, it's it is a close in shot. So I'm not going to blame them too much. Like something else could have gone into, but it, it's a non screen. No one's screening you. You have your eyes on the puck. No one's screening mm-hmm. you. So you should make the save. If you see it, you should make the save. Maybe it was a perfect shot. And there's been a few moments like that. You look at one of the earlier games. Ross Colton comes in on like Ilya Labushkin is forcing him to shoot from beyond the hash mark. Like beyond the slot, and no mm-hmm. one's screening Jack Campbell. He just beats him clean. There's been there was a lot of situations like that where I found the Lightning kind of got away with easy chances and scored, whereas the Leafs mm-hmm. had to grind and dig and really, really push Vasilevsky to score even one goal. So, and they were able to do yeah. it because they're really good offensively. So I think if 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 Dubas is able to upgrade Campbell, find a way to do it. I don't know how you do it, but find a way to do it. I think the Leafs are a true contender and could win the cup, like a champion level yeah. team. Because, I mean, look, they took this back-to-back Stanley Cup champions to seven and lost by one mm-hmm. goal in back-to-back games. So I, I think, Cutting, I do agree with you to an extent. Like, yes, I I mean, I, I've always said, too, that, like, if the Leafs have an elite goaltender, that will definitely, like, you're, you're going to get past the first round for sure. Like, yeah. they, they were already cup contenders as it was, but, like, if they get a top-end goalie, that's, that's great. That's probably going to be their best bet. But... I think that, I mean, I agree with what you said about Campbell and Vasilevsky and Vasilevsky being better, but I think this is just another example of how many different play styles Tampa Bay can play because they they go games where they won, like, they score, like, what was it, six, seven goals or whatever it is, and then, then there's this game. They won 2-1 in game seven, right? And it just really shows, like, how, well, I don't know if it's, I'm sure it's coaching, but also just the players knowing how to play the games, how to adapt to the game style, right? Like, they went ahead, and so this is the difference for me between Tampa and Toronto. So, Toronto plays a similar play style, right? Like, they have their one game game plan and all that, but they don't adapt to other people's game plans. Tampa, this is how I saw it. I saw in Game 7, I saw that they went ahead, and they really, really trapped it up defensively. And yes, Toronto was shooting, but a lot of the shots are from the outside. And whenever it did get inside, close to the slot, something like that, somebody was diving putting the like body in the line blocking the shot so Vazzy didn't have to you know do too much and I mean Vazzy had 30 saves in that series or in that game seven but uh how many of them are high danger chances compared to Campbell's right because mm. so many shots being blocked so that's how I see it and I did that's what makes a team a championship team too right like you gotta know how to play different play styles but that being said though I actually do think roster wise I would probably say Toronto was better but, I mean, Tampa, like, they're champions, right? They know how to, sometimes, like, you know, the lesser team would win, and they know how to win, and then that's what they did. That's how I saw it, though. I think mm-hmm. if you're Toronto, you sacrifice one of your stars to get a really, mm-hmm. to get a really good team. I sacrifice, it's going to be Nylander. I sa- for sure. I know it's going to be Nylander because it's easy to move. Yeah. I would sacrifice yeah. Tavares. If they can, though. This He's man making was 11 in, mil. Like, everyone's saying, oh, Tavares, he played yeah. well, you played well. Guys, you forgot he was invisible for four out of the seven games. And yeah. arguably maybe like, even dude. five. Like, this guy was invisible. He'd win face-offs. Sure, great. Good job. What else did you do? Nothing. And then yeah. he has two good games 
and and one of them where he puts up two points like in a game that's like five nothing at Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So those are just like padding the stats points right there. So I think mm-hmm. as a whole, Tavares did not have a good good series, and he's getting paid eleven million dollars a year. I'd move him. I agree with you, and but that's the reason why I think they cannot move him, or they're gonna lose, get a negative asset or negative net value just because he's making eleven mil, and even in the season he's scoring whatever twenty goals for that much money. Like you can't mm. justify that, right? Like yeah, whatever assist he gets, you can't you can't justify. It. So either they're gonna eat up salary on him, or they're gonna get something. I I just I know they'll get some positive thing back, but it's not gonna be peak value. Imagine that eleven Kadri. Imagine oh, yeah, right? oh my god i'm not gonna say it i don't want to say it but yeah dude he was unreal yeah, anyway. this year yeah punch what is your opinion All on right. the series what did you have what did you have for us um i like it was a good series both ways uh i thought toronto could have stole it i really like if i had any team that was gonna like Shrek my bracket. I thought it was going to be the Toronto uh, Lightning series, uh, but I it can't, did like... wreck my bracket. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't like we can only fault Campbell so much here. Uh, oh, I'm not. I'm not blaming Campbell for this series. Uh, I'm just saying. But... I think it comes down to goaltending. It's not his fault. But, yeah, he played well. He played fine. I'm just saying Vasilevsky was was still Vasilevsky. Yeah. Mm. Um, like, Toronto did manage to score. It kind of sucks that Johnny T didn't show up as much as we thought, but he still had three goals and five points in okay, but seven games. So it wasn't two, like... two of those points were in a game that they're down 5 nothing. So he had, like, three points in six games, which is, like, all right, you know? Yeah. So it's not that he didn't show up. It was just that when you're making 11 mil... We expect you to get hat tricks every other night. We expect you to be Austin Matthews. Um, no, I don't know. They, they don't expect you look at. Uh, we want a point a game, or we want a point a game, or we want at least like a plus mm-hmm. something. Like we want you to be a good mm-hmm. plus minus contributing and keeping the puck out of your end. And Spider Fnarto makes a good point. He's not blaming the team. He's blaming the I am so sad for myself attitude that they have. And it's true. It's something they need to shake. That is something they need mm-hmm. to shake. Yeah. But yeah, like, yeah. and we're going to be reflecting on this in a couple of years because even even Stammer, Stammer was a joke, not like a joke joke, but like it was a joke that he'd be out, He uh, that they just kept making it like deep into the playoffs but just couldn't get there. Yep, until they so, did. And t- until they did. So, and there's only one, there's only one Stanley Cup winner each year, which sucks, but like yeah. I think the Leafs just need to keep doing what they're doing. Um try and switch Nylander, but I'd we, keep him. I wouldn't I, switch him. I, I, I just I disagree on them needing to keep doing what they're doing because you gotta you, know, you gotta realize who's in your mm-hmm. division and conference. You have Tampa yeah. Bay's still gonna be good. Florida's just upcoming now. Yeah. Carolina's very young and, and doing very well. The Rangers mm-hmm. are very young and doing decent at least. So yeah. you're have, you're in a stacked conference. You're in a they, tight uh, conference. For yeah, sure. so they gotta do something to move. And the we didn't include Boston somehow. Still, Boston's like a conqueror. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just can't die. Although I I think we'll them. get to Boston, but I feel yeah. like I feel like it's yeah. done now. But, but anyway, it's it's so tough 
too. Yeah. And there's things, there's, even when we were watching, there's times where we were like, oh, that should have been a penalty. And mm-hmm. sometimes they get called, sometimes they don't. So even, like, that goal takeaway like was been... brutal. That, well, that goal exactly. takeaway was brutal. But so... you can't blame the refs. It's a, ba- a bad mentality. Mm-hmm. You can't blame the refs, but you can understand that there are times where this could have gone Toronto's way and it could have gone Tampa's way. It just really depends on who's who's watching and which ref it is. So, yep. like, try try your best with what you have, especially because there's not great because um, they really need either defensemen or goalies, and you're either gonna have to overpay for Kemper or Huso or some of these like backups that are playing really well. You're gonna have to get Louis Domingue his spicy pork every game. He did not play that um, well. I'm sorry. He did not play that he well. He didn't. Who did? Somebody spiked his spicy pork, and I, <laughs> and I'm not having it. But you know, like, you're gonna have to find something. And as long as, like, it sucks. The memes suck. Okay, I sympathize with you, Toronto sports fans. The Raptors are mediocre. The Blue Jays have been mediocre, and the Leafs have been mediocre. I sympathize with you. It's tough year, years of mediocrity right now. All oh, this year, they're they're yeah. lights out in the regular season. But anyway, let's let's move on. We t- we've talked enough about Toronto. It's been almost it's been over ten minutes here. But let's move on to the next one: the Rangers versus the Penguins. Rangers take it in seven. Uh, they won the seventh game after being outshot forty-five to thirty. What do you guys think about the Rangers versus Penguins? I thought after I thought the three one series thing like I was so if Crosby didn't get injured I think they would have actually just closed it out but because he got injured and they were like they won there was like a three one series I said I actually picked the Rangers to win a lot quicker than they did but um, after watching that I'm like okay Penguins are gonna win but yeah Crosby got injured and I'm like okay now they're gonna win game five it was yeah they were gonna win game five it's gonna be a three two series and then they're probably gonna lose in six but. Somehow they just they just kept battling. They got it through. And like you said earlier in the podcast, just Durkin somehow played really good, but also bad. <laughs> so yeah, um, mm-hmm. that series, I think, definitely could have won either way. But I think if Crosby was healthy the whole time, I think and Malkin would have just easily won. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. Malkin was partially injured. Crosby was injured for three games. Or was it three or yeah. two games? I can't remember. Um, you didn't have Jari. You didn't have Raquel for a few games. You didn't have DeSmith. You had Louis Domingue. The fact that the Rangers let this go to seven is, I mean, maybe it just talks about the will of Crosby and the will of Latang and the will of Malkin mm-hmm. to keep their team alive and Gensel. Can't forget Gensel. But, dude, they, mm-hmm. they had a third-string goalie. They were missing Raquel and Crosby for a few games. They were missing a few other guys here and there. They didn't have their backup. They didn't have their starter. And it went to seven. Mm-hmm. I mean, Rangers, this is not a good omen for you next round, I'm going to be honest. Not a good rain, not a good omen for you guys next round, but we'll I mean, we'll see. Ponch, what do you think? Um I think uh Tony Giangelo might have hexed the Penguins so then he could have played his former team. Um like these these teams are like the Rangers shouldn't have been down one to three just because the rangers are so much deeper and the kid line like 
Kito, Capo, and Lafreniere were playing really well. I, I was actually surprised that Pittsburgh pulled out a 3-1 lead. Um, but yeah, like, the Rangers should have shouldn't have been there. They should have won it in six. That's really that's really it for me. Yeah. Next series. Yeah, let's move on. Yeah, we got the Florida Panthers versus uh, the Washington Capitals. What did you guys think of that series? I'll go quickly. I think Florida should have won it faster. What the hell were you doing? They were mm-hmm. toying with their food for the first few games. Honestly, I think I gotta respect Washington. They really took it to Florida. The first couple games and really made it look like they're gonna win. It really, they really, it really seemed like the Panthers were gonna lose that series. And then, in Panthers like fashion, classic comeback cats as they call themselves, they won it in six. Right? I think. I think it was they in were. Six. Uh, yeah, it was in six. They were actually really close to losing. I think it was when Washington was. Uh, it was two one. I two two. Was it two one Washington? Yeah. I think it was the next game or whatever it was, but uh, it was. Um, I think it was the it was, I think it was game five. Washington was up three nothing, and Florida came back and won. Literally just before they came back and won, Washington like or Bobrovsky let in one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. But it was just offside, like he just shot it just right behind the line, so like it, it didn't count. And then obviously like they scored like three mm-hmm. goals after that tied and won it. But they were so close to being on the brink of like yeah. elimination because it would have been up four nothing by then, right? So yeah. It's, yeah. it's one of those things for me is like you poke the bear. And yeah. you can poke yeah. the bear so much until the bear finally decides your food. And mm-hmm. I think the Panthers were the bear. And the, the, the Capitals were poking them. And mm-hmm. as soon as there was a threat of being down 3-1, to one, where only all it takes is one loss to be done after that point, I think the Panthers really woke up. And then from then on, they won the next three games and won the series 4-2. to two. Mm-hmm. To me, the Panthers don't have great goaltending. I think Bobrovsky's a little, a little weaker than what he used to be, but he's, he's solid enough. Like he's good enough. He has a few good games here and there. He lets in some weak stuff, though. To be honest with you, uh, Spencer <laughs> Knight. Honestly, they still on, they still have him on the bench. He had a weak season this year, but he's shown in the playoffs he can show up as well. Uh, so they have two like solid goalies that they can rely on. They're in mm-hmm. a better situation than Toronto in that sense. Um, so tip my tip my hat to the Panthers, man. You survived a hard fought series. I also tip my hat to the Caps. You took it to them. You worked hard. You did your best. You're an older team. A lot of teams wrote you off right away, and you you kind of showed us, hey, we're not we're not bad. Like we we can compete with these good teams. They forced Florida to six, a mm-hmm. team that everyone had destroying the pan uh, the Capitals. Um, Capitals made it interesting. So good series. Uh, Ponch, anything else you want to add? Uh yeah, so I just want to shout out num the twelfth all time point scorer, Joe Thornton, for making it past the second round. Um, I'm really rooting for him. Has he played I a game this playoffs? I don't think it, so. It doesn't. Joe only needs one, has right? The same value. He plays the sit. He has the same value whether he plays zero games or all of them. Joe Thornton, if you're listening to the podcast. I appreciate you. Oh, we all love Joe no, we'll Thornton. Get him, we'll, we'll get him on one day and tell him. Right? Bro, we all love Joe Thornton. If we get um, him on the podcast, I'd be like praising him all day. He's a, he's a, he is one of the best playmakers of all time. Hands yeah. down. Also. And great like, guy. From what I can tell. 
I love <laughs> I love Joe Thornton. Um, Jumbo Joe, baby. Yeah. Just want to move on yeah, to his uh, his former team then, the Boston Bruins. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> so the Boston Bruins lose to the Carolina Hurricanes in a respectable seven games. What yeah. do you guys think? I mean, of that I know series? that uh, I know that uh, you and I really agreed that uh, it was going to be very hard for Carolina to win because they're on their third string goalie, and that's actually I before I was definitely on Carolina's side. I would have them in the Eastern Conference Finals. I predicted the Boston injury. Yeah, you predicted the Ronta injury. I literally was like, okay, yeah, Boston's just going to win. Just not because they're better, but just because Carolina's not going to be able to win with this third string goal. Because I actually didn't know much about them. And that was stupid of me because they also carried. Yeah. Yeah, but they, yeah, Carolina's carried like countless goalies in the past years. I don't know what was wrong with my mindset there. But yeah, that's, that's what happened. Carolina played really good. They're definitely the better mm. team. I know it went to seven games, but I feel like Carolina just actually had control like this entire time. That, that's how I felt. Um, I, I thought it was like, I think if Anderson was in, Boston wouldn't have been as good, but, uh, Ronta played really well. And so did, I was, I was surprised that they went all mark for the first couple games just because I was surprised too. Oh, like Swainman's been so good. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I think like Patrice Bergeron might be on the move. Yep. I don't well, think he was he hugging was. everybody. You saw that at the, the end? Which he could might be nothing, leave, he but might stay. You never something. know. You never yeah. know yeah. with hockey players. Yeah. Well, like, Claude Giroux probably, everybody thought he was probably going to be career flyer. Um, but And then along came know. GM. What's his name? Oh, my God. What's his name? The GM of the Flyers Hextel? right now. No. Not Hextel. Is no. It- What's I his forgot name? too. Fudge, what's know. his name? Bobby Chuck Fletcher. Fletcher. Along yeah, came Fletcher. Chuck Fletcher. Yeah. And that changed things quickly, guys. He has a he has a fun In way of, of making teams very bad. Well, they they were bad to begin with and then they got worse. Yeah. So But like um I think Boston, like their GM management center is gonna realize that our we can't rely on the perfection line forever. And hopefully this means like you pick up some young guys, or you call up like Lysel and some of these. Like I think uh, Frederick might have. Was mm-hmm. it Frederick or Trent Frederick or Jack Stanico? Yeah, uh, it was one of. Oh, it might have been DeBrusque, Actually, I think he DeBrusque played very well. And I think. Yeah. I think um, you're going to see a little bit of a shakeup. Not all at once, but. I think you'll see a shakeup. Well, in short, I let's just say I'm really excited to. I'm I'm excited talking about the playoffs right now and the brackets, but I'm very excited to talk about the offseason whenever the playoffs are over. Especially Boston yeah. right now. There's so much that's going to happen with like yeah. so many teams. Well, Vegas fired yeah. De- De- Pete DeBoer. We'll yeah, talk about that DeBoer's more in depth gone. later, but I mean, we, yeah. I think we all saw that coming. Yeah. Um, I thought prediction was- time. Oh, just For, uh, before uh, before I uh, we do that, I want I want to say one thing about Boston. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember what I wanted to say. Ponch mentioned the the perfection line, and it's funny you mentioned that because as soon as they went back to the perfection line, that's when Boston actually won more games than they lost. So when Boston yeah. was on the brink, or right before they went on the brink, they put the line back together, and that's when they forced the series to be really close. I think if Boston went the perfection line earlier, they might have won. Mm-hmm. 
And if McAvoy didn't go down with if McAvoy didn't go down with injury or sorry, COVID protocol. COVID protocol. Or Hampus Lindholm getting injured. Mm-hmm. I don't know, guys. Boston Boston could have won that series. Anyway, they didn't. The Hurricanes honestly deserve to win. They have a great team. I love Domi. I love Jordan Stahl. Oh, love them together. And they played great. Yeah. Um let's yeah. move on. Yeah. Punch. You're you're gonna be you're gonna be excited for this one. Um the Calgary Flames are up against the Edmonton Oilers in the Battle of Alberta. Punch, what is your prediction and what should we look for in this series? You already know. <laughs> you already know. I'm not I'm wearing blasty. I've got the C. Lanny McDonald, baby. I got Mr. Hall of Fame's jersey on right now. Um well, I'm going to make a bet with my lecturer, because funny enough, my lecturer's from Edmonton, which is like, um, which is cool, because we've been talking hockey all... Your grade might be relying on this series right now. Oh, yeah. Well, because I was <laughs> thinking about bets. What can I bet? And I was like, my my favorite thing so far was, if the Calgary Flames win, she has to make me a stampede breakfast, and for those I don't think we. I think I'm the only Calgarian in, in the community. But that's I think pancakes. So. I mean, you're in New Zealand. Fair. Pancake <laughs> sausage, and I'll see if she can wear like a flame. She, if she can wear my flames jersey to class, and she has to teach lecture. That sounds like a good jersey. bet. Well, now, what do you have I'll, to do? I don't know, but I would. I would actually be fine with making her pancakes. I'd be the. Fine with the same, uh, and same having to wear an Edmonton like jersey throughout class, I get. I wouldn't want to, but I will. Yeah, because of bets and McDavid um, as well. I think would be a good one. Yeah, that that actually, actually, I really like McDavid. I like Team Canada, McDavid. I hate Edmonton, McDavid. Um, okay, <laughs> but yeah, I think the thing to look out for is it's going to be the goaltending. Will Mike Smith um, overplay the puck? Probably. Will uh, Mike you Smith can probably some... guarantee it. <laughs> At least Will for one Mike... goal. Mike Smith, I love him. But I think he'll, he'll do something silly. <laughs> and good thing you've got Miko Koskinen as your backup. You know what? <laughs> like... Like, I know Bet365 has popular bets that people bet on or whatever. It's called, like, Bet Boost or whatever. That should, be a, that should be a popular bet right there. Will Mike Smith mess up the play somehow? Will he overplay yeah. the puck? Will he do something that deliberately results in a goal? Mike Smith throw? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with you. I'm mean, sorry. Let me, you finish what you were saying. For your prediction. Yeah. Um, sorry, I'm reading chat. Spider-Man from Naruto says... Um, I hope Edmonton loses. I'm knocking on wood, throwing salt over the shoulder, getting the monkey off our back. Oh my god! Um, there's a lot going on. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm like turning around. We, I, we're gonna get it done. I will be eating a stampede breakfast. Not this week, but next week. Maybe not even next I week will. or the week after if it's seven games. But I'll even hold up. Oh god, we lost him. He's gone. He's <laughs> ran away. 
All right, they, Mike, what do you think I of the series? Oh, God, he's got his Calgary you. boots. Oh, God. <laughs> I will be rocking these. Oh, I man. I the boots like that, too. Those are nice. Those are nice. Those are fancy. Thanks, dude. Yeah, they're, like, from Lamley's, yeah. not a sponsor. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, Okay, so Ponch is clearly going with Edmonton in the series, right, guys? Yeah, Ponch is so clearly Edmonton. So if I can fan. will it, yeah, your Calgary Flames will face uh, so, whatever central team. So Spider from Naruto says in chat that Manjapani will be the difference maker. I could see someone like that being a difference maker. I don't know if it's going to be Manjapani. I think it's going to be my boy, former Hab, former King, former Canuck, Tyler Toffoli. He just got a goal recently. He's about to be red hot, boys. I'm calling it. Tired of forcing at least a few goals against the Edmonton Oilers. He knows how to torture the Oilers, let me tell you. In that Canadian division, he put up a career year, pretty much. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think it was a career year, actually. Uh, So I think Tyler Defoe is going to be a difference maker this series. He knows how to beat. He knows how to beat Mike Smith. He knows how to beat Koskinen. He knows what. He knows what's up. Uh, So I'm predicting Tyler Defoe is going to be a big difference maker. I also think. Uh, I think Mikhail Backlund's going to be a difference maker as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to say Toffoli as my main guy. I'm also wearing red for no reason. I just like this jersey. But I was also going to say um, Toronto I had winning the Stanley Cup in my bracket because I, I wanted to be bold and, and go for it. I was clearly wrong. Uh, but my Stanley Cup finalist is Calgary. And in my other bracket, instead of Toronto winning, I have Calgary winning. Uh, so it's no secret. I think the, I think very highly of the Calgary Flames. I like their style, I like their system. It's built for the playoffs. Um, Dallas is also built for the playoffs because they play a very boring style, but Calgary does it better in my opinion because uh, they, they're actually able to score more goals. So I think Calgary uh, should should handily handedly beat the Edmonton Oilers. All they got to do is shut down McDavid, and they'll be fine. Mm-hmm. So I think that I'll keep it quick. I think. I, yes, I was underwhelmed with Calgary in uh, the first first series, but I still think they're deeper than Edmonton. I think Markstrom is very, very good, and he didn't have to do too much this previous series, but I think he'll really show up this series, and uh, I think it'll be a quick series for Calgary. I, I know people wanted to go seven games and stuff and battle Alberta, this and that, but I really think that Calgary is going to come into form here and play to their level that they we know we've seen them play all season, and they're going to take this, and I think I'm going to be bold and say five games. I'm going to say six just because it's the Battle of Alberta and it's just crazy. Uh, I'm going to say six. I'm going to say Flames in three. Flames in six. Okay. okay. Awesome. Um, next up is the Avalanche versus the Blues. What do you guys have for that one? So that one I'm actually more excited for than Battle of Alberta, just because I think that'll be a really, I don't know, I think that's going to be a really fun series to watch. Just for the sole fact that we didn't even see Cal- Car- sorry, Colorado play, they played the least amount of games in round one out of everybody. So uh, I'm excited to see them play and see how these high-end players match up against each other. And Tarasenko's on another level right now. He's literally looking like a, like a superstar again, right? So that's going to be a fun series. But I have Colorado in the finals, and... They played to perfection in the first round, and I don't expect anything less in the second round here. I have Colorado in six games. I'm going to say Avalanche in five. I think the Blues got really... Let's just say the Wild played less than clean mm-hmm. <laughs> against the Blues, and they looked all pretty beat up. So I think the Blues are going to be tired, yeah. somewhat unhealthy because of injuries. And I think the Avalanche are just going to be like, hey guys, 
this is our game now, bye, and then just kind of run away with it. I might even say four, but I'm going to say five. Is it, there's already one sweep. I'm not going to predict back-to-back sweeps. I'm going to say in five. And Spider-Man from Naruto seems to back me up as well in chat. Uh, what are you saying, uh, Ponchi? I, I'm excited because both these teams are playing so well. Um, I think, like, St. Louis is going to match up really well with the Avs. Um, I've actually got the Blues in, I can't remember what I put, Blues in seven, I think. Mm. Damn, bold. I like it. All right. Let's move on to the next one. We're nearing the end of the podcast. Tampa Bay Lightning versus the Florida Panthers. Not the Battle of Alberta, but the Battle of Florida. Who do you guys have in yeah, that, winning this one? That one is probably... Honestly, every series is going to be sick. Like, honestly, all of them are going to be really good. First round, I wasn't so sure about some of them, but this one I'm really excited for. Florida, Tampa Bay is the one... I know on the podcast, we've talked about a billion times. I'm talking about... Especially Mike was very heavily on Florida side of things. I was very yeah. heavy on, on Tampa Bay side of things. Um, I have Tampa Bay winning, but I think that's also just me being biased to the whole series. You know what? No, you know what? I'm just going to say it. I think if points out and Kucherov is still truly injured, I think that Florida should win this series, but I do think it'll be a seven game series. I'm going Florida in six. Mm-hmm. Ponch, what are you saying for the Florida Tampa? I don't think it's going to be a deadly series. I just think mm-hmm. Florida has way like you look at Toronto versus Tampa, right? Okay, Toronto has that first line of Matthews, Marner, and whoever else you want to throw in there. Usually it was bunting, but for this playoffs, it wasn't always bunting. And whoever else you throw in there, that's an elite line. Tampa needs to shut that down. They did an okay job, but the big boys showed up for for Toronto. Um, Um, You look at Toronto's second line. You got Tavares, uh, sometimes Nylander, sometimes not, and a few other guys, like Kerfoot and whatnot. Third line, you got Mikheyev, Kampf, and, and Engvill. Um, and sometimes Nylander, like they all kind of swap in between. And the fourth line is not really that threatening. Third line's not even that threatening either, usually, for offense. And the second line wasn't either this year for the Leafs either. So it was basically just their first line and whoever else could chip in whenever you could. Um, with Camp being on the penalty kill. Hold up, I just got to go to the door. Someone's it's here. All good. You guys carry on. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, you look at Florida. They've got their first line. They've got their second line. They've got their third line. They've got their fourth line. They've got their bench line. They've got their AHL line one, AHL line two. Need I need I continue? Need I continue? They have a uh, point per game. Sam Reinhart on the third freaking line. Third line. They have Mason Marchman, who was also nearly a point per game when he was in the lineup. He had like forty something points in fifty two games or something like that this season. Uh, Carter Verhage on the line with Barkov. You got Huberto. You got Giroux. Frick. You have Giroux. Duclair, Sam Bennett, who's been playing unreal since leaving Calgary. Don't know what it was with Calgary, but maybe something in the food he was eating. I don't know. Uh, no offense to Calgary. I'm just saying I don't, I don't know what it was for Sam Bennett that didn't do it for him. But like you look at this Florida Panthers team, that uh, every line is something you need to shut down. Every line has someone you need to shut down. Look at their defense. You have Ekblad Uyghur. That's a really good first pairing. Ekblad's come out as a star this year. Uh, you, got, you got Josh Manson with, I think I think they have Josh Manson with Forsling. You have then you have Gudis with 
uh, Sherratt. And there's one other guy in there you can throw in here and there as well. Like Florida's got a physical blue line that can move the puck pretty well. They've got really good forwards. They've got okay goaltending. I don't I don't see how Tampa Bay can shut these guys down. Unless Vasilevsky plays out of his mm-hmm. mind. And John Cooper, which he probably does because he's a good coach. And if John Cooper has a, a like a clear strategy to shut these guys down or outplay them or play their style better than they do, unless and if points injured, I don't see how they overcome the Florida Panthers. What do you think, Punch? Um, yeah, I've got to agree with you here. I've got Florida. Oh, uh, no, I don't actually. I've got Tampa Bay. I've got Tampa Bay in our bracket. But looking at this now, I would. I'm not going to be disappointed by either. No, me neither. Um, I think. I think Tampa Bay doesn't three-peat. I think. I hope they do for the sake of my bracket, but uh, I think Florida's going to pull it out here. The only problem is Florida's just so unproven. Um, they, like, it's happened before where the first seed just gets beat out. Um, but you've got Verhage playing so well. Sergei, Sergei doesn't need to be amazing. He just needs to be competent. That's all we need to see with Sergey. Yeah. Um and I think I think the uh the Panthers got the boogeyman out of the way. They beat the Capitals, mm-hmm. they got the boogeyman the first round out of the way. I think it's open season now. They're gonna be playing but, much looser than they did in the first round. The thing is, I just don't wanna see um give up two goals on like sixteen shots. I think if, because the Lightning are still the Lightning. Yep. If the Lightning play really well in the first period, it's a lot easier. You never want to be trying to chase a win. You, it's. I mean, the Panthers feels, are very good at it, though. Yeah. But even I think Spencer Knight could pick it up just in case uh, Bob doesn't play very well. But yeah, right. I just I can see if Tampa just puts it on the throttle, even without Braden Point, which is which sucks because he's a good Calgary boy, and we all love our Calgary boys. Um, I think Tampa could win it. I've got Florida in seven, but I think Tampa, if they play really well in the beginning, they could definitely not even steal. They could win the series. Yep. Yeah, they definitely could. But anyway, we'll see how it, we'll see how it plays out. What's your prediction for the for the series though in seven? Or not in seven, but the um, best of seven. <laughs> I I've got Panthers in seven. Panthers in seven. All right. Now let's move on to the last series: Carolina Hurricanes versus oh my oh my god I almost forgot versus the New York Rangers. I mean, the Rangers played a carcass of a Penguins team and barely beat them. I th- yeah. Shesterkin showed he was kind of human at times. Carolina has a really good team and really good goaltending despite the injury. Like, Ranta's proven he's still a starter in the league. So, not a star, but could be a starter in the league, I mean. Um, and even Kochetkov played all right as the backup. So, 
uh, as the third string guy coming in as backup and starting when Ryan Tuck went down with the injury. So I, I think Carolina in, in five or six. Like I, I don't I don't see this lasting long. Carolina, like remember I listed for Florida one, two, three, four, blah, 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 blah. Lines like being ready, they get to shut down. Carolina is very similar. You got line one, you gotta shut them down. They're really good. Line two, they're more of a defensive line, but they're still quite solid. Line three, you got Jordan Stahl, you got Max Domi. They've proven they're very threatening this year in the playoffs. You know, Jordan Stahl is one of those guys. He's solid all year, but when it comes to playoff time, he can he can still be a stud. So there, there's a lot to love for Carolina. There's a lot to like. I'm not a fan of D'Angelo. Um, I'm not a fan of the person. I'm a fan of the game, if that's fair. I think he's a very good player. Mm-hmm. I just think he's a not a great person, from what I can tell. Mm-hmm. At least in terms of his beliefs. I'm not a huge fan of his beliefs. I won't get into it, though. Um, but I will say... I will say Carolina's got a really good team on paper. Uh, much, much better than the Rangers for me. Uh, I think they're more experienced. I think they're further along in their development. I think the Rangers have a stud goalie who could steal a few games. They have the Breadman. They have Zabanajad. They have Kreider. Uh, Adam Fox. Like Those are all stars. I think of Lafreniere and... and um, oh my goodness. Forgetting his name. Uh, I'm slip- yeah, Cabo Caco. If those two guys can can uh, come out as as elite players uh, in this run, then that would be great. And uh, Ryan Strom as well, but I I don't think it compares to uh, the menacing Carolina Hurricanes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think same thing here. Carolina looks so good, um, and especially like they got so much better adding Domi. Um, Stahl's looking really good. And hopefully Anderson's back pretty soon. I think Ronta's, like, the nice part about Ronta is he's fantastic enough that he can steal a few games, which is which is what you need, especially right now. Yeah. Because I feel like one of the things that New York would have trouble with is if Igor goes down. And you never want to see it, but it does happen in playoff hockey. Um, so I've got Carolina in five, and I think, and I think they're gonna, they're gonna show us good games. I think they're gonna be like a nice like four, four goal game. So enough offense, but it's not like it's not a complete shootout. Yeah. That's fair. I, I that's a fair assessment. Like I just don't think, like you said, I don't think the Rangers are going to be able to compete with the uh, the likes of the Hurricanes. Like the the Penguins are obviously a, a very experienced team, very experienced coaching staff with great leadership. So I do understand why they were pushed so far by the Penguins. But dude, you're against mm-hmm. Louis Domingue for how many games, guys? Like. Mm-hmm. figure it out you know like you keep the puck out of your net man you can't let the penguins score seven goals on you twice in a row so mm-hmm. for me for me as much as i think the penguins were had an underrated lethality on their offense this year in jeff carter and evan rodriguez even dan heinen at times uh and zucker jason zucker, zucker yeah yeah definitely jason zucker too he played pretty well last game and ricard raquel mm-hmm. that addition too was was sly. It was slick. It was a good addition there in, in Raquel. Yeah. So we'll we'll see where it goes for the Penguins. You know they, they're retooling on the spot. You know they're adding younger guys to help mm. Crosby as they're getting older. You know Gensel was a really good, a really good uh, draft pick that they made a few years ago. 
uh, that yeah. turned out to be a really big steal because uh, Gensel showed that he could. He he kind of thinks like Crosby, where he's always trying to be better. He's got that same drive that Crosby does, which is hard to find. So, uh, or maybe not the yeah. same drive, but a similar drive, if not slightly less than Crosby, because Crosby's on another he, planet. Well, he's learning straight from Crosby. Exactly, but he, he's a guy who's, who learns a lot and soaks up a lot, um, and he, he learns quickly. It's clear that Gensel learns quickly, because he's and is and is quite good at what he does, because he, he's elite as well. So it'll be interesting to see uh, where the Pittsburgh Penguins go in the near future. I know Malkin's a, a UFA, and Latang are UFAs at the end of the year, so... You know, they just missed out on the playoffs, or not missed the playoffs, but they just lost in the first round, but arguably a series they should have won had they had their starting goalie. So, you know, it, it's one of those things, like, if, if you're Malkin and Latang, do you say, okay, wait, are we done? Are we done in Pittsburgh, or do we still have a few more kicks at the can? Maybe sign a two-year, three-year bridge contract. You know, it, it's it's going to be interesting think. to see what happens in Pittsburgh, but anyway, I think we're going to call it here. Punch, anything you want to add quickly? Anything fun you got going on on your channel? No, and it's because I've been going through university. So if anybody knows anything about human anatomy, please let me know because I am struggling. Oh, I'm I took some okay. of those classes for, for athletic therapy, but I'm no longer in that program. So I'm unfortunately, unfortunately not really available to help you. No, that's okay. Um, no, I, I've just been busy because my, my school years from like, February through November. Okay. So mine's flipped. So it sucks that I'm not as on as often as I want to be. Um, happens. But yeah, go like if if we can get enough people, hey, maybe we can go go to the Red Lot in Calgary. We uh, tax season was just not too long ago, and if you've got a big enough rebate, like. I wouldn't mind blowing it all in Calgary at the red lot against the Oilers. But yeah. Interesting. <laughs> I, I, I was thinking, I got my rebate today and I was like, oh, this is enough to get back home to Calgary. That's awesome. That's good, at least. Maybe yeah. uh, maybe pull that for when you, <laughs> for after the school year for you. But uh, that's awesome though. That's That's nice to get the tax back. Uh, but that's in New Zealand, so uh, we, we can't really, at least I cannot it's really a, relate to that, but at no, least it's not actually, at this time. Um, a Canadian one. Cause oh, it's was, a Canadian one. Oh, okay, then I can't yeah, relate Yeah, because I was in Calgary throughout my work here last year. Right, right. So you got that back. Yeah. And, Chad, if you think it's a good idea to spend all that money watching a hockey game and being home in Calgary for a week, let me hear it. It's a good idea. I haven't well, seen any chat yet, but I'll let you know if I see anything. Uh, but while waiting for them to answer you, Punch, I'm going to quickly do the outro here before we move on to some war zone. I, I don't know where Berta is. I, he might be back soon. I, I, I really can't tell. But uh, thank you, everyone, for stopping by today. Huge shout-out, to, obviously, to Punch and Berta for co-hosting with me today. But shout-out to Spider-Man from Naruto. I saw J-God in here. We saw Candy or Carter in here. Uh, we saw air snags in here as well satisfied jake swung by for a bit so shout out to all of you guys for uh for honestly making this podcast possible and 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 supporting us on our journey and we, we greatly appreciate you being part of the community so we're happy to have you swing by we're happy to have you talk and chat and hang out with us don't worry that the stream is not ending so just don't don't run off um 
is just the end of the podcast episode. So for those of you listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, and such, uh, drop a follow, drop a like, leave us a rating, uh, drop a comment on the YouTube uh, page, maybe send a TikTok message our way, a DM, whatever. Let us know your thoughts on the podcast. If you have any questions uh, for upcoming podcasts, because we are an interactive podcast. So send questions our way. We're happy to answer them. We'll give you a shout out. We'll say, oh, this question from Spider-Man from Naruto, blah, 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 blah. And we answer the question uh, in detail. So uh, let us know if you have any questions. We appreciate your support. And we'll see you all again soon.